0: Now, listening to Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankee podcast of Gotham Sports Network. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasting in Pinstripes, the official New York Yankees podcast on the Gotham Sports Network. As always, you got Sam and Steve here to talk the latest and greatest of Yankees baseball. Sam, Babe, Ruth, has company and it's a large roommate how you doing buddy doing great Steve last two nights two Yankees
1: wins three game winning streak and the big story is Aaron Judge 60 home runs and we talked about it last week but this is one of the most impressive feats we have ever seen on the baseball diamond him and Babe Ruth really shouldn't be mentioned in the same sentence in my eyes Just look at the times they did it and what Aaron Judge, the challenges he has to face to get to 60. Not saying Babe Ruth wasn't a great player for his time, but no link to steroids for Aaron Judge. Roger Maris last did this 60 years ago. This is not everyday stuff.
0: It it is awesome to see. And it was one of those weird moments where – the Yankees blew it versus a really bad team in the Pirates uh, on on Tuesday night. Um, I
1: struggled to even celebrate it at first. I'm going to
0: be totally honest. I mean, I,
1: I cracked a little smile, but it was it was like we're down three runs to the fucking Pirates right now. That yeah. was what I was feeling.
0: Tim, I, I I'm tired. I had I got two kids. I was exhausted when that Clay Holmes three run home run went off. I closed my laptop and I, I went to the bathroom and then I was like, "Oh shit, judge is gonna come up." Uh, let me let me just put this on while I fall asleep just in case. And and a boy, am I glad I did that because it was one of the I've worst performances by a pitcher in a long time by the Pirates because uh, that was home run single the home run double single walk grand slam in like fifteen pitches. And their idiot manager said
1: he, he was waiting another one to two batters to take him out. Like he was going to give him another two hitters after Stanton. I mean, are you kidding me? It was,
0: it was, but in, in the end, it turned out for, like you said, what seems like an awkward home run to get 60, to join Babe Ruth, to be the third Yankees player in history to get 60 home runs. Um, Judge did the reluctant, curtain call there and, and you know everybody brought up there you know that Roger Maris had a, a very similar situation for he didn't want to do a curtain call in a losing effort um and but it sparked that it sparked it yeah, as, as soon as that Rizzo ball hit the outfield i was like uh oh they got a chance to do this it's it's going to come i didn't think it was going to be staying i thought Stan was going to strike out and I, and I you know Oswaldo Cabrera's got got some swagger to him i thought he might extend it i didn't think it was going to be a grand slam it was going to be uh you know a couple hits here and uh you know, I, I felt Isaiah Conner-Falefa was going to come up with a chance to win the game. Instead, Stanton just smokes a ball, 118 miles an hour, grand slam. Uh, it, it was Baseball's awesome. The fact that Stanton had 59 home runs a couple years ago before coming to the Yankees uh, and getting really close to 60, and then five minutes after Judge gets 60, Stanton hits a walk-off grand slam. That That's just poetic baseball for you. That was the best game of the year for the Yankees to date, I
1: think at least, with the moment of Judge hitting 60 and then Stanton coming out, breaking out of a slump, hitting a walk-off grand slam. Don't know if he's out of a slump yet. That's another thing we're going to get to. But that was the most wild and best win of the Yankees season in my eyes. And that ninth inning was so fun. I think that happened all in about 11 minutes real time. It was quick. Five runs it was quick. in eleven minutes. Yeah, that was remarkable. I have,
0: like you said, Will Crow, who he had, interesting enough has ties to the Yankees. And he what he was like the he's like the great grand nephew or something of of Red Ruffing. So it is kind of all funny. It all ties into the the history of baseball. But he uh, he was throwing some meatballs out there. I mean, uh, that changeup to to Stanton was unbelievable. After he couldn't catch up to ninety seven, the pitch before that. Just to throw a meatball changeup was uh was pretty remarkable. But it ended up being a great win. And it makes that moment for Judge so much better. Uh, and then Judge just being Judge, obviously. He sends Stan out to do the post-game interview with, with Meredith. And you can see him in the background just smiling, watching him. It was, you know, that's uh, 60 home runs. I don't care what happened in that game. The fact that he wasn't the first guy interviewed is crazy. And that just, just shows what Iron Judge is. Because you know, you know, they... They all talked to Michael K. definitely talked about it too. Um, if the Yankees lost that game, he would have been like, hey, this, that home run is useless. We lost. Sixties cool, but we're here to win games. So the fact that that now becomes such a bigger memory for this team and potentially in Yankees history, it's going to make this season so special if they can continue this baseball in, in October. But a uh, big win, um, and it's just – I don't even know where to start with the Aaron Judge stats. I've got like three tabs open here uh, of like what we could talk about. But it's freaking bananas. Since the All-Star break, Aaron Judge is just hitting a whopping 374 with an on-base percentage of 508. 55 games, got 27 home runs, 58 RBIs. He's got an OPS of 1.364. I mean, these numbers are are video game numbers. This is playing Ken Griffey Jr. with Ken Griffey Jr. baseball. Like this is, this is not real life. This is not a guy that, in a time where everyone is pitching around him because the Yankees had so many injuries, that that he's hitting like this it, while chasing history it, is, it's literally breathtaking. I can't believe it. It's he's getting that one mistake every at
1: bat too. Like. If they're pitching around them, yada, yada, he foul one off, whatever. And then he's getting that one mistake, and he is making these pitchers pay for it. They've moved him up to the leadoff spot, which I was originally against. But now I really like it because, like you said, in the second half of the season, he's getting on base, in 51% of his at-bats. That is almost unheard of. It's, it reminds me of the second half. And, of course, Judges is much better. But when I think of trademark second halves in the last 15-plus years of baseball, you think of Manny Ramirez with the Dodgers hitting three ninety six in two months since that trade from the Red Sox out to L.A. Uh, and then you think of U.N. Sespitas with the Mets in 2015. But the second half for Aaron Judge.
0: It's Barry Bonds-esque. Like, it's... It is stuff we've never seen before. I mean, Barry Bond's numbers are are fake. But it is it's it's literally insane. I mean the guy went two for four with a walk uh on Wednesday and people were upset. He was he raised his batting average. He now leads the league, leads the AL in in hitting. This is a guy that was batting three oh one when the real like chase for for sixty-two like started and really got full attention. We've been paying attention all year. But He's raised his batting average 17 points when, at a time where MLB Network's cutting to every one of his at-bats. That's not what happens. When people are chasing history, you don't get better at every other aspect of the game. It's crazy. He's taken every pitch, like you said. He's getting a mistake, and he's taking non-mistakes. Mistakes are home runs, and good pitches are doubles. There's no way to get him out right now.
1: You're right. He's a video game, and it's Barry Bonds-esque. They've been doing a lot of breakdowns on MLB Network of how... He's getting to that inside pitch and that's been the difference in him from 2021 to 2022. There's not a spot where you can get him out that is in the strike zone. You know, the soft in a way you can try, but there is not a spot where he can't catch up and hit any pitch and When we're talking about bet on yourself, this is an all time bet on yourself. He turned down the contract, and now you you tweeted about it last week. I think you said Judge's contract is eight years and then three hundred million, and then it's the number of home runs he hits. (laughs) Like,
0: why not? Because it's 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 insane what he's going to be doing, and it's just it's crazy to put into perspective how he's done this with literally everybody been on the DL on the IL. Like Rizzo's Rizzo's was was there for a while, Stanton's there for a while. DJ's there, you know he had nobody backing him up for a long time. Claybert Torres was batting under 100 in the second in in, uh, in August for a while, batting cleanup and stuff like that. So it's been um, a one man show for for a long time for in this second half of the Yankees. Put those numbers when when basically he should just be getting walked every time. It, it's been special um, and and overall just for a team, it, it sparked the team. It, it's not meaningless home runs uh it's meaningful home runs He's, we've seen him walk off like at least three times this year after never doing it in in his career um it, it's big big home runs like he did there to spark that rally to for the Yankees to get a win the Yankees have are 90 and 58 right now they they're playing at, at you know a 60 uh, 600 percentage right now their their magic number is uh 8 could is, is 9 could be 8 by the next few minutes as as the blue jays are still playing in, in extra innings here um, he's carried this team to a to a division title, uh, and they, there's really they not- would have
1: collapsed if not for him being superhuman. There's no question about it.
0: You're right. You're right. It's they, they were they. This is a team that could not have looked better in the first half of the year and couldn't have looked worse uh, at points this year, and still now sit with at least a six game lead uh, in the AL East, which 11 is eleven sh- and four in their last fifteen. That's good. That's what you need to do. They're winning baseball against teams that they need to. Like they it, it was it got a little hairy in there, but they swept. They, they swept the pirates, which you need to do. Um, and and they're, they're The playing pirates one is fun again.
1: The pirates, and this is obviously not a pirates podcast, but holy cow! The, like we talked about, <laughs> Will Crow. I mean, there were some moments in, in the series where it was they were the pirates, just bizarre. It was that miscommunication in center and right field. It was the the effort from Brian Reynolds and the right fielder on Donaldson's single last night. It was the, the left fielder tonight just dogging it on that Harrison Bader double late in the game. And Harrison Bader up six, seven runs, gets second base. But they went 0 for 6 between the Mets and the Yankees. I believe the Mets swept them. They did. The Mets Mets did sweep them. Um, Just, I mean, one of the worst teams I've ever seen, genuinely. And they have some nice young players, O'Neill, Cruz, uh, Castro, the second baseman who pimped the home run on, on Tuesday night. But holy shit, this is a bad, bad team. I wish the Yankees had another three-game series against him in the Bronx to close the season or something because (laughs) Wednesday Wednesday night especially, I mean, that game was over in the first inning. This was really a punching bag.
0: It it was. um, And Judge led led it with the punching for the home run uh, and the doubles and and just all-around epic Knicks. That that is Aaron Judge. Uh, Courtesy
1: of Katie Sharp, this first team in MLB history to end their game with a grand slam and then hit it
0: another grand slam in the first inning. <laughs> um, and then to end it, to end it on Judge, because we could talk three, four hours just, just about him. Fangrass updated their their wars based on uh, tonight's game here. Judge is now sitting at 10.7 war, which passes Mike Trout and Mookie Betts' MVP seasons. Uh, and that is the highest war of an active player in, in baseball right now, um, which is just remarkable that he's getting there. And there's still 14 games, 14, 13 games left. Um, you know, he's going to be an 11 war player. You know, um, besides Barry Bonds, no, no one's gotten to 12 um, since the 20s, since the Babe Ruth era. Uh, if he has a couple more games like he had the past two nights, you know, we could be looking at a potentially 12-war player in, in Aaron Judge. If there is any debate for who the MVP is, it, it ends right there if he puts up a, a 12 uh, for, the, for this. Um, and, and every other statistic, if you don't like war, proves how amazing he is. He leads the AL in home runs, average on-base percentage, sluggish percentage, OPS, runs, RBIs, total bases, walks, war, Uh, extra base hits. You can just, the list goes on and on and on. He leads everything
1: except stolen bases.
0: Yeah. That's basically it. Everything. Whatever you want to do. Adjusted OPS, runs created. Um, It's literally everything. (laughs) Um, So that's Aaron Judge. And he is, I hope, you know, this got to continue for another, another two months for us and get us into a world series here because it's, uh, it's what the Yankees needed. Um, And it's been, it's been a wild ride and one that we're really excited to see and uh, have him break 62, hopefully, this weekend. for To, so, to finish on 62 here, actually, Mike K mentioned it a few times here, uh, and I can't blame him that he's going to be pretty bummed that he doesn't get to call it because the national TV game's coming up here. But how pissed does yes have to be? They've built this billion-dollar uh, network uh, and waiting for moments like this. And it's most likely going to be that they're not going to own the copyright for when Aaron Judge breaks the, their own historic record. They're on Fox uh, on Thursday. They're on Apple TV on um, Friday. Saturday, Yes does have coverage, but it's also on MLB Network nationally. Uh, and then Sunday's ESPN Baseball. So three of the next four games uh, will not be owned by Yes. Uh, they got to be furious. <laughs> I want him to break it as
1: soon as possible, but it cannot happen on Apple TV. He needs to hit two on Thursday, or hit one Thursday and one Saturday or Sunday.
0: These Apple TV broadcasts, all due respect, are rough. I mean, oh, really? he's getting he's getting something on Friday. Something on Friday is going to happen, and Twitter is going to explode because no one's going to be able to watch it. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch it. It's, it's fine. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen, and it's going to break people's brains that it happened on Apple TV. Something, but we don't know what. So
1: the broadcast is just rough, and I really think he's going to get a home run Friday, like you said. So, yeah. I mean, yes, it has to be fuming. But I, I just hope the home runs are, are peppered around Friday. No disrespect to the broadcasters, Hunter Pence, and everyone, but... It's just unlistenable sometimes. And I don't know. I just have a bad, bad feeling. (laughs) It's going to happen. I'm I'm already prepared for it. I think the Yankees went to MLB and talked with them about getting Friday's game off of Apple TV, but MLB said they had. Oh, why would they? This
0: This is what Apple's paid for. This is, I mean, it's literally perfect. Apple TV in their first year of existence could have the biggest home run in. One of the biggest home runs in history. <laughs> it, it's, pretty, it's pretty, that's pretty, that's 2022 for you. But we'll, we'll be watching no matter what you put it on. You could put it on freaking old school dish network or, you know, bring out the bunny ears uh, on a TV and people will be watching Aaron Judge for hopefully for a long time in New York. Um, pretty relatively big news separate to Aaron Judge is that the Yankees got Luis Severino back on the mound uh, on Wednesday Throwing 97 consistently. He looked pretty good in five innings of work, again, against the A team of, of the Pirates here. But coming off the 60 day IL finally, um, an and action that he didn't want to be put on there. He was ready to come back about 20 days ago, if you listen to him the past month or so. But overall, nice performance from Sevi, um, and some of the Yankees absolutely need heading into the postseason. Five innings he got through, too.
1: 64 pitches. You have to think 70 was the cutoff for him there.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I, I thought 75. Based on what the, how he's been doing it, 75 was definitely the max uh, for, for that. My main question is I, I wonder if the training
1: wheels are going to come off for the postseason, if they're going to be able to just let him go. Because remember, you know, coming off a major – major injury it's been a long road for this guy and i i think in order to win the world series they're gonna need the training wheels off of him because he's when he's on he's on he's not his first half 2018 and 2017 form but he is still a very good pitcher 336 era after tonight that's going to be the big question for me. Is he going to be able to go off the leash come October?
0: And I think that's the reason for the 60 day. I think that, that leads into it. of Like, hey, here's our plan. We're going to limit your innings here. We don't want you getting over 120 or 130 innings prior to the postseason here. He's at 91 innings now, which is fine because he hasn't pitched in like 10 years, basically. Um, but yeah, he's got at least two more starts scheduled here possibly yeah so he's probably based on how where the Yankees finished clinching wise he's going to have two more starts next monday at toronto um and then the the ending it with a, a game versus baltimore two more starts five innings max in both those starts that gets him to 100 innings on the year and then you say let it rip i agree with you let it rip if he's pitching like we know severino can pitch uh, and his pitch count is you know he's got to be 100 he's got to be 100 pitches at least Uh, In in the playoffs in every game, you know, six strikeouts in five innings. He looked good. He, he, you know, gave up only two hits. Um, It's something that that we need. We need vintage Severino. He hasn't gone more than seven innings all all year, which is fine. But come playoff time, I agree with you. I'm looking for a minimum six innings from Luis Severino every time he's out there. Not, you know, four or five, and then we we figure out our bullpen after that. So hopefully this 60-day plan works. And hopefully two more starts plus Wednesdays gives him enough time to ramp up to that 100 uh, pitches easy and you know, 110 if you really need to when you start getting into like later in the playoffs because um, we know he's going to bring the fire and we know he's going to bring the heat in, in the postseason um, and he potentially could be the, the Yankees' number two guy depending on how they want to do him and, him and Nestor of who they want at home and who they want on, on the road. Something we'll have to look at their home and road splits. Uh, the past year or so, but that—that's what's going to be. We know Cole's going one, and then is it Severino or or Cortez uh, at two? Um, and they're going to want innings out of their starting pitchers. Oh yeah. oh yeah, who the hell wants to go to this bullpen right now? Yeah, Kapute. Jesus, it, it's been look. I mean, we saw that that with the Clay Holmes home run here. It's it's been all over the place here. Um, Scott Efros is coming back um, for the Thursday game. Um, Wonder who that I think. Uh, Wisen, Wisenhurt is the likeliness candidate to be sent down if he hasn't been immediately right after that, just because he just seems like the obvious pick. Um, but there's struggles all around. Why it gonna look like he turns it around a little bit, though? Johnny Lasagna looked like he he brought the gas and, and was really looking good. Um, in his last game, but he's got to be someone that's gonna be important too. They're still gonna rely on Clay Holmes. Uh, Wandy Peralta is always someone that that Boone likes. But outside of those three, where, do, where does the trust tree fall? It's going to be, guys, you know, Is are we going to bring in, um, you know, Ron Marinaccio? Is, is he's coming on the postseason roster most likely? Um, but, but, you know, Lou Trevino has, has been good. He's been uh, uh I think he's got like an under 175 ERA since coming over in that trade, but at times, like, he he struggled. A couple games he struggled. Like, he He's given up some some runs recently, um, but I think he's in the circ- the trust tree for Boone. But 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 as of late, the, the hits have been coming a lot more from Trevino, and he had a really abysmal first half in, in Oakland and was kind of an afterthought at that trade. Um, so the bullpen's a little bit of a scary mess right now.
1: Is Clay Holmes pitchable? Because I asked you this last night. We were texting about it. In his last six games, he's given up scary. at least one run in each of them. It's really, really concerning. I, I'm i not sure what to do. I think hitters are getting in the these counts, and they know when that sinker's going to come in the zone. I'm not sure if he's tipping. I'm not sure what it is. But these hitters, just like uh, Rodolfo Castro on Tuesday night at the Pittsburgh Pirates' second baseman, it seems like they know when these pitchers are coming in the zone. And they are pouncing all over it because this guy is an absolute shell of himself right now. I, I don't even – like I said, is he pitchable?
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting because, look, when he came off the IL, he looked pretty good. He had, you know, uh, first two outings versus the Angels, you know, quick one, two, threes with, with some strikeouts. Um, you're like, okay, great. Holmes is back from an injury. Um, but then he, then he gives up uh, – gives up a run his next outing but then again back-to-back outings uh of of really strong work versus the the twins in early september but you're right since since then it's been disaster mode again you know since since that minnesota twins game it's uh it's been scary and i I don't really know what it is i don't know it's look he's missing location he's walking guys um and and that's not the clay homes we saw in the first half i think if you're the yankees at this point you gotta hope that he shows up in the playoffs. It, it's the the risk you gotta take because what, what really are your other options here? Um, I think Chapman's the closer right now. Man, I would I I need to go digging through some some video and and having you bashing Chapman all season long to now want him to be the closer. But he looked good in his last two outings too. It, it's who, who is who is the closer? That's the thing. I mean, when when you
1: think of the bullpen, I mean, you think of the closer, and right yeah. now.
0: I'd have to say it's Chapman. We're gonna find out this weekend. I think. I think the Red Sox, no matter how far eliminated they are, we're gonna have close games here. And Boone's got to. That's maybe that's that's Boone's biggest biggest find he has to do these next two weeks is find out that back end of the rotation because it's extremely important. Like you, like you said, I think guys need to know what role they're gonna be into. The the closer by committee doesn't really ever work give me the defined roles of hey you're gonna be you know this this part of the lineup you're gonna be this part of, you know seven eight nine um because it is kind of all over the place uh and look then what do you do now sam with miguel castro working his way back he's he's in AAA. um and then zach britton's rehab assignment is done he's sitting on the yankees bench right now you do why not bring him back uh the, the issue here is the 40 man um you're finding a spot to clear him there but as we've seen with the rest of the, 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 the what we've seen the past two weeks here, why not give Zach Britton two or three appearances down the road here to see if he's possible for a, a playoff roster spot? I
1: think you really have to. I know the forty man is a concern. They are at thirty nine on the forty right
0: now. That is that including bringing Severino back today. They because they they didn't they didn't they didn't send anybody off the forty bringing Seve back. So I thought forty. I thought he took that forty to the spot. I could be wrong. He did. Um... Look, I, I like Tim
1: LaCastro a lot, but with Harrison Bader back, he's really expendable. I think when you're talking about clearing a forty spot, you're you're talking about I right think, there too. Yeah, I
0: think you can go to the old Albert Abreu. You put him on the sixty day IL right now. Like, are people really going to be picking up Albert Abreu in uh in the offseason? He, he could be a possible there too. Uh, a wild card here. Could we DFA Chad Green? He's coming off Tommy John surgery. He's a free agent. He's got no no use for this team right now. Like If he's going to be a free agent anyway, it's pretty fucked up. But do we do that to clear a 4D spot? He's on the 60, though. Oh, shit. You're right. He's already on the 60. Oh, he yeah, is. But he's still on the 40. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's tough. Yeah, you're right. I'm, gonna, I'm pulling up the 40 right now because, yeah, I guess yeah, same same goes for, for Abreu. No, Abreu's only on the 15. Okay, so the move is to put Abreu on the 60. We gotta bring back Scott Efros too. There's a, it's a lot going on for the Yankees here. And then we didn't mention we started off with talking about Severino, but Frankie Montas is on the IL now too. Same same issue with his shoulder that he had before the all star break, before the trade deadline of kind of a, a tired shoulder here. Is that someone we could rely on at all for the playoffs? Um and even if he was healthy, was he gonna be in the playoff rotation after his last few starts? No. I don't think so, and I'm not sure
1: what has happened to him, but I'm not sure I ever want to trade with the Oakland A's for a pitcher again. (laughs) And I think, and I was watching this as I saw him unravel on Friday night in Milwaukee. When fans get pissed at Cashman for not making a trade, Luis Castillo, yada, yada, when you look at recent Yankees deadline acquisitions going back to Sonny Gray and now five years later with Montas, is it going to be considered that these guys are on teams that are 20 games under five they they're playing in stadiums, home games, 6,000 fans are there? and there's no pressure, and then they get right to New York in a pennant race, do you think there's going to be a second thought of trading for some guys down the line after what we've seen with Montas this year? Because the reason I loved Andrew Benintendi a lot, and he was really starting to turn it up before his injury, is because he's he has plenty of playoff experience Yeah, with the Red Sox. Good point. These guys that, that don't pitch – In the postseason, I know Sonny Gray had some moments with Oakland. But I'm going to be really pumping the brakes in terms of giving up a big haul for these guys. Because in terms of pitchers who have come over here at the deadline, we've gotten nothing in the last several years. And you
0: could even throw Joey Gallo into that, you know. Um, Look, the past two deadlines here, yes, you could bash Cashman for not ponying up for Luis Castillo, even though he went on – he's saving some face here too. But he said if he offered his best offer that he had in the chamber for Castillo, it didn't beat the the Seattle offer. And we talked about that too. The Seattle offer was was through the fucking roof. Um, But besides that, like look, once that happened, everybody – I mean not just fans – everybody in baseball was like Frankie Montaz is the next guy that the Yankees need to go get and then they get him they don't give up Peraza. they don't give up their top guys and he sucks so it, it the, the roller coaster of emotions for for when for Cashman is, is crazy um and look in the end it's it's like this is the guy that everyone's like oh go get him go get him go get him okay cool i got him he sucks oh you're a fucking idiot i can't believe you traded for him it's like well you told like you, you told me to go get him the same thing happened I'm not Joey sure Luis Gallo.
1: Castillo would be the same pitcher in the Bronx right now either. I mean, Yankee Stadium is a hitter's park. It's. I'm but not I, sure if I mean, the same I mean, pitcher. And Seattle's in a race, but I mean, he's out in. in
0: who knows when so he pitches? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Seattle. Sorry, West Coast, but you don't, no one knows when he pitches out there. I um, mean, he's got a chance to shove it in our faces, possibly in the playoffs. But same goes for, for Joey Gallo two years ago. And they're like, Yankees need a hitter. Like Joey, Go get Joey Gallo. He's perfect for Yankee Stadium. Joey Gallo. No matter what, he's going to hit home runs in the Yankee Stadium. It's perfect. It's perfect. We got him. The dude stinks, stinks. He's, I mean, no matter. And then we trade him away. He's like, oh, he's going to. He still stinks in the Dodgers. He's got the exact same stat slash line that he did with the Yankees. Um, so it, I love the ebb and flow of. I mean, that's what that's what it is. That's what today's world is. That's what Twitter world is of like, hey, here's something to go. I tell you to go do it. Okay, you did it. Oh, that that sucks. Oh, it's all your fault. We were all wrong. It's not just Cashman. We were all wrong. We were all excited. I think he's traded for Joey Gallo. We're all excited when Frankie's trade he's traded for, for Frankie Montas. And, and it hasn't worked out. Um, but yeah, I, I he's on the... It, no no severe MRI damage. 15 days. Puts him, you know... I think they put him on the 17th. That puts him at the end of... So does he get one of those double header starts? Versus the Rangers? And that's his only thing there? That's not going to be enough for me to consider him for a road... Uh, uh, ALDS spot, so that puts a lot more pressure on Jamison Tyone because I think now he just slots into that game four spot for the entire playoffs. You have to think that too. You have because to, yeah, Because it, it's
1: Cole's obviously getting a start, and, and you have Severino, if he's healthy, is going to get a start. And Cortez is – you can make the case that he's been the best pitcher all year for the Yankees. And then it's Jamison Tyone who has been pretty consistent. A couple of rough patches, but he's been solid. And for for Montas, I wonder what his role is. Does he come in if somebody has a short start? Does he go go a little bit better out of the bullpen? I don't know. But, I mean, I still think it would be on the roster. Maybe you throw him in if one of the guys struggles to eat innings. Maybe you put him high leverage. But I think there will be a role for him on the roster if he's healthy. But, I mean, what a massive disappointment. I mean, he – he had that start against the Rays in the game that turned the Yankee season around. He only went
0: five innings though. Yeah, he had the potential. He's under contract, for one more year, so he's going to be around. Uh, but it looks like from that trade, Trevino is going to be the more important player as the Yankees try and win a World Series, which is uh, not what anyone expected um, with that. Uh, we got to talk about another trade that finally now is coming to fruition for the Yankees after months of being made fun of uh, for this trade. Harrison Bader played baseball for the Yankees, and Harrison Bader looked pretty cool doing it. This is uh, two games, but this is kind of exactly what the Yankees were envisioning when they made this trade. He's your everyday center fielder, slaps the ball around a little bit, got silly speed, and catches everything. Um, this made the Yankees better. And then like we talked about last week, it shifted Cabrera from right field to, to left field, and Cabrera's at the bat looks way better than it has the past few weeks here. Um, you know, I think we're looking at you know our starting outfield for the playoffs right now um, of Cabrera, Bader, and Judge, and I got, I got no issues with that.
1: I don't either, especially with the way Cabrera's been hitting the ball coming into tonight. Nine for his last thirty-five in eight games, and then he hit the grand slam tonight. So that's three home runs in his last ten games. He's showing some power, and the elite defense is still out there.
0: Out got the got caught on a weird ball uh, in the corner at left, but it's his second game playing left in Yankee Stadium. But like you said, yeah, great defense, great instincts all around uh, for him, so I'm not worried about him in the field.
1: And when you're talking about Harrison Bader, what I really loved on Tuesday night was that read he had at second base knowing that ball was going to drop up and how he scored. And – He's hustling up seven, six runs when he hits that double in the ninth inning on Wednesday night. Just an all-around guy who, who gives us all. He's not going to be a 30-home-run a guy, but his defense out in center field and, and his more-than-competent bat is really what makes him an attractive option. And the Yankees have him next year as well, and it goes – so- yeah, it goes into the question of what is the future of Aaron Hicks? And that's going to be uh, yes. something the Yankees are talking about a lot. I think they're going to ship him off somewhere. Washington or Detroit, I don't know. But <laughs> both, both options
0: here. Uh, Harrison Bader's the everyday
1: center fielder through the 2023 yep. season.
0: Yeah, it closed the loop here. The Yankees officially optioned Greg Weisner down to AAA. So Scott Efros is back officially now. And then even more fun, the Phillies walked it off in the bottom of the 10th inning. So the magic number is eight. And the Yankees have a seven-game lead in the AL East. Seven, sorry, a seven-game lead in the loss column. Six-and-a-half lead right now in the AL East, um, which is nice, which is fun. Thank you, Phillies. That's a, that's a nice uh, nice comeback win. For you and a big win for the Phillies too. If you're paying attention to the wild card out there, um, but yeah, yeah, outfield looks looks fun. Um, finish. this talk a little more bit more about the injuries here, just quickly, Sam. Um, I don't think it's good news for anybody. Aaron Boone said DJ LeMahieu will not be 100% the rest of this year. They're trying to figure out when to bring him back and get him some swings. Don't like the sound of that. He was hurt in the playoffs previously. I uh, missed the games in the playoffs previously. Um, not looking forward to, to to knowing what's going on there um, and possibly not going to be a factor in the playoffs, depending on when he comes back. Um, similar for the next two guys. Matt Carpenter's x-rays look better. He's going to get another x-ray in 10 days here, but this is a guy we're looking at maybe the AL, ALCS before he even, and he's not going to have any at-bats really to get into that. So I'm counting Carp out for, for their year, to be honest, right now. Um, and and same for Benintendi, it doesn't seem like he's going to be ready in time for any regular season action, so it would be straight to the playoffs. Um, He 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 looked good before he got hurt, but if Cabrera keeps playing well, uh, I'm very curious to see what the Yankees do for Benintendi here, um, when considering a playoff roster. I could see all three of those guys potentially off the ALDS roster right now, and the lineup that we saw the past two days with Judge leading off, uh, Cabrera sixth, Stanton fifth, and, you know, Glaber at sec- batting second. We could have been looking at a, a playoff roster uh, for game one of the ALDS.
1: Yeah, I'll believe I see any of those three guys when I see them. That's that's going to be my attitude. I think Carpenter's out for the year as well. I, I'd be surprised if they brought him back cold. Um, LeMahieu, the, the the foot injury is really – really scaring me i mean the yankees have him under contract for four more years after this and he is gonna be he just turned 34 so that's
0: that contract has the potential to be to be ugly um it does no 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 offense to dj LeMahieu. um we saw him when he was healthy at at points this year looked looked really good um you know he's got kind of a his skills. I'm not worried about his skill set. His skill set is still there, but I'm I'm very worried about his his injuries. Look, he's good. He, he, in 120 games this year. He's got a, a, a three war already. Um, you know, he had 12 home runs, which was an increase from the 10 he had had last year. So look, he had he had points where like DJ is back, the machine is back, but when the nagging injuries start coming up, the the machine goes into hiding. Um, so I would love to have him back. This time next week, I give him a week, give him 10 games, You know, give him 7 to 10 games to see what he could do in the playoffs. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous because the Yankees are better with D.J. LeMay in the roster and on the field. But um, he's got to be healthy. I'm
1: very wary. If he is going to be healthy, that's my main concern. So going forward, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm counting him out. <laughs> uh, I hate to say it, but him and Carpenter, I'm counting out. I, I think – Benintendi is the one that could play the soonest and could play. Well, I, um, I think DJ is closer.
0: Uh, I, I think uh, I don't know. Um, we're at three weeks since Benintendi's injury. Yeah, and they said that could be four to six. It's yeah, it's all it's all close around here. Um, but then the same as same as with Cabrera playing well, uh, you know, DJ if he's healthy, he's gonna be playing second base. Um, and right now, Clayton Torres is on fire. We haven't talked about him yet. It's been 40 minutes, and that—that's. Uh, I'm sorry, Glaber. We love you. <laughs> 10 game hitting streak. He's batting 375, Two home runs in one inning tonight. 22 home run. 23 home runs on the year. Uh, Glaber Glaber's got his Glaber Bay is back. Got some swagger back to him. Two home runs in one inning is awesome. Having them both go completely different directions of uh, an oppo Taco and then pulling one pretty deep. It uh, was awesome, and he's got his fun-loving kids. You know, smile back on here. Um, and huge boost for the Yankees, if that's the glaber you have. But if all these guys come back, where does he play? He's not getting sat right now, I can tell you that much. Right. <laughs> yeah. In,
1: in his last uh, 10 games, he's got 18 base hits and um, 48 at-bats. I mean, he, he's hitting close to 400. In the 3 time. I mean... He has been an absolute beast. Two home runs in one inning tonight. I didn't know A-Rod did it in 2009. I know he did it in 2007. I remember that game against the Mariners, but I I forgot he did it in 2009. And then before A-Rod, the last guy who did it was in the 70s. So that was really cool. And what I loved is that Pirates pitcher was so afraid to pitch to Judge whatever Uh, another guy gets on and then Torres comes up and and hits a three run home run. So if you're not going to pitch to Aaron judge, I'd love for the Yankees to um, have guys that want to make pitchers ERAs as high as humanly possible uh, if they decide they're pitching around judge. So that was really fun to see. We've talked about it all the time. I I texted my friends last week. I mean, saying, I would do some really sick stuff to get this version of Glaber Torres all the time. This is his second streak like this this season. And then he has times where he looks like he doesn't belong on a major league roster. He which... was
0: horrible in the month of August. And he hit he a on-base percentage of 204 in August. That's unfathomable un, for a guy that can, that we know could play like Labor Torres. Um, but he's backed it up. In September now, he's got an on-base percentage of three seventy-eight, three seventy-eight. That that's amazing. It, that helped raise his on-base percentage for the year over three hundred. So he's batting three you know, three oh four on on the year on-base percentage. He's batting two fifty-two. Um, but I think even with DJ back, if I don't know, I don't know where the, where the, where does the where where do you put him in the field? Is DJ is DJ healthy enough? to have to play third base over Donaldson, but Donaldson's been playing okay. Are you DHing Torres or or DJ if you want to keep them off his foot as much as possible? But then that means you got to put Stan who's struggling mightily in left field um or you bench Stan. It's the Yankees have some serious lineup question marks coming. I think in a good way um heading into the playoffs here because if DJ is truly coming back, uh, I'm reading here that the Yankees hope to activate him before the end of this Boston series, which I think I still, would still be surprised at. Um, where do you play these guys? It's, it's going to be very interesting here because, like you said, um, Glaber is a guy that runs on confidence, that runs on being fueled uh, of emotion and stuff here. Him getting benched for a playoff game could make him go downhill for the rest of the playoffs. That's not the mentality we want, obviously here. But he, he does better when he plays, and he needs to be playing. Um, there, it's gonna be very. There's interesting. also no rush to get DJ back. I think. I mean, the Yankees are scoring runs. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah, r- right now, uh, and their last. Um, but days it's getting teams back-
0: like the Pirates, and you know, not playoff teams. Yeah, I mean, they they put up two
1: ten run efforts against the Rays. Uh, That's, true. Mean, That's true. That's F- true. Fenway, they never hit seven runs five runs, you know, six runs at at the Brewers. Saturday was a stinker and then they put up 12 runs at the Brewers on Sunday. So, I mean, they're scoring runs right now. So, we'll see what happens in the postseason, but I would not rush LeMahieu back. I I think that would be not a good move, especially when we know how foot injuries are. And just because the the Yankees have this guy for the the next few years and he's in his mid-30s and not not that you want to think about that right now, but but the way Torres is playing, you're not sitting him. Donaldson seems to be coming around a little bit, hitting the ball a little better. So, like you said, I'm not sure where he plays. Well, yeah, it's going to be a wait and see here.
0: And, the, the, and the I don't want him
1: him not being able to walk. Sorry, Steve. Yeah. I don't want him playing and him not being able to walk. I mean, the last few games he played uh,
0: look really, really tough when he was at the plate. So, oh, yeah, he couldn't yeah, yeah. He's he's got to be he needs to be the machine if he's playing cuz if he's not yeah. it it's, it's it's it doesn't look pretty. And that's no fault of his own, but the injuries are, are coming here and then long term how are these injuries going to affect what the Yankees do with Gleyber Torres. You know, he was on the trading block coming up, but you know, he's definitely boosted his trade value here. I would hate to see him go, but you know, he's got 2 years left on his contract. Probably going to be making 8-9 million next year. Um it's going to be a hot commodity if the Yankees do put him on the market here. And that DJ contract kind of is one of the reasons. And, you know, obviously with Volpe and uh, Pariza um, coming up here, gives the Yankees some options. But uh, I would love to see Glaber make an impact a- a- in this playoffs because he he's fun to watch when, he- when he's right. And he's been right. He's been right. 378 on base percentage this month. Um, you need that in your lineup. Fact. <laughs> All right, Sam. Really what else? We, what else did we miss on? Anyone else we get to before we wrap
1: this up? Not. Re- I, I mean, we we really did hit on everyone. I mean, Garrett
0: Cole. Um... Garrett Cole's got to be better. We talked about it last week. Uh, the, the same applies. Cole needs to uh, needs to be better. He, he struggled versus Milwaukee. He, he's he's given up you know, the most home runs I think in baseball for for which is is a, is a concern here. Um. He's pitching Friday night versus the Red Sox, and then uh, at Toronto the next Wednesday. Here, you know that could be that could, that could be clinch the division. So I, I want Cole that Wednesday to go clinch the division with an eight inning shutout of Toronto and have me believe that he's ready to be the three hundred million dollar man that we needed to. We got to keep the ball in the ballpark. I think that, that's, um, all, that's that's, all you that's to what scares say in America, the shit out of me. That's what scares me. Keep the ball. And look, yeah. if you're giving up the home runs, stop fucking walking people in front of it. <laughs> How many yeah. times have you walk two guys and then give up a three run home run? That's the thing.
1: You, you got to limit him to solo if you're going to be giving them up at all. So but it's yeah, it's concerning. That that's one thing I'm going to be on the edge of my seat when we're watching the playoffs. He cannot be
0: giving up home runs like he is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So we got. Four versus Boston. Tyone Cole, Herman Cortez. Um, not not the bite you expected of a Boston Yankee series at the end of September here, but important games for the Yankees as they try to close out the AL East. And and ticket prices are through the roof. I've been seeing nine nine hundred bucks for for outfield seats to try and catch history with Aaron Judge. So we'll we'll wrap it up with with this, Sam, as we saw that kid give the ball back to Aaron Judge, his sixtieth, sixty one. 62, 63, going to be worth some serious, serious money. Um, you hand in that ball right back to Aaron Judge if you catch it. They're
1: paying off the rest of my student loans. Uh, good. Good start. <laughs> They're paying off the rest of my student loans. Uh, I know there was some cancellation going on, whatever. We're not going to dive into that, but they didn't cancel private loans. They still got a couple grand worth of that. So, so we're going to start with that. I want a down payment on a on a nice house. I want that down payment. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I look. Heat of the moment, good for that kid. Respect. Give up the ball. Look, these guys worked their whole lives to to be in spots like this, and it's history. Just 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 take it home with you for one night. Get it authenticated. Take it home with you and sit with it for one night, and get like a police officer outside and just really think about it. Because I mean, it's some serious cash. The Yankees are a billion dollar organization. Aaron Judge is going to make 300 million dollars coming up here. Yes, it's just the baseball, but as you said, like there's people like I just want you to think about it. Like just just think about it. If you catch the ball for Aaron Judge, you want to give it back the next day, give it right back. But just know you possibly give it away 200 grand. <laughs>
1: it's from I, I cannot imagine being in that situation
0: yeah i know i'm never going to be in that situation you're never going to be in that situation too like it's look if you got seats out there that's awesome it's a awesome moment you get your 15 minutes of fame here um you know but at the end you know no one remembers who you are but you'll remember having no student loans having a down payment on a house make a better offer than an iron judge signed say signed bat and ball
1: um, oh, I'm still getting the Aaron Judge signed. Oh, oh yeah.
0: That's like th- you, I need that before I even go to the negotiation table. But, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. Be careful. just And for the love of God, don't let Zach Hample get the ball. Oh, my God. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> you, you know he's
1: going to be there this weekend. Oh, he's
0: already tweeted out like his plans for it all and how he's going to do that while trying to get holes and which games he's going to. But I don't even want to talk about him. But just be careful out there. It's a baseball that's worth a lot of money, um, and in the end, it's also just it's just awesome to watch Aaron Judge do this. This is take it in as a fan. It's uh, you're never you're it's very possible we never see sixty again. It but, really is, and I'll be watching every pitch. Hopefully,
1: this um, this coming. I got a wedding up on Long Island. I'm, I'm flying back from Florida, but Yankees fans are gonna. Be- all over the place and i want to be locked in every at bat hopefully espn plus is showing every one of them on the
0: phone so oh that's good i didn't know Um, that's awesome i know that uh uh, i know that mlb network's been been jumping in on it all but but in the end yankees 90 wins that's their 20th time in the past 27 years of breaking 90 wins um overall they're have more 90 win seasons than probably every other team combined in baseball history They are the pinnacle of of winning here. Um, But good start for – got to get to 90 before you can get to the playoffs, and you got to win in the playoffs before you can win the World Series. So baby steps here. Lock in. Next time we talk, Sam, I want to be talking about AL East Division Champions.
1: Yes, me too. Magic number
0: is eight. Until then, I'll see you next time, Sam. Take care, Steve. Go Yanks. (laughs)